Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big PJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about history, right? And in this brief conversation of history, we're going to ask ourselves, why is it taught that every black person is from Africa, right? That's going to be today's conversation. Why is it taught that every black person is from Africa? Every black American, every Jamaican, every Haitian, everybody from South America, everybody's from Africa, right? Where does this theory come from? And were there any blacks that was aboriginal to the Americas? Now, on this platform, I've said yes. And the areas in which my research shows me that black people was already at was Central America, South America, and the islands. And then I say in terms of the territory that we call the United States, I would say Florida and California, right? The southern portion of California, and that's it. Now, because there were black aboriginals in the Americas, does that mean that everybody is Indian? No, that doesn't mean that. That's the part that's a hoax, right? But I'm going to do my best to kind of like sum it up and just point out why it's believed that everybody is from Africa, right? Because once we understand why that is, how it is, then that'll help us kind of release from those shackles and then go further ahead and say, okay, our people was indigenous to this landmass that we call America as well, right? So in front of us, I got the... Supreme wisdom in front of us, right? Just a small cutout. And um, I'm going to be using some history from the messenger today, right? This is the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him. And then we're going to talk a little bit about biblical history. And then I'm going to show like maybe one slide, right? Ancient artifact. And then I'm going to show you the people left today, right? Hope we, uh, hope we can tie it all in, all right? Now... In supreme wisdom, there's lessons, right? And in the lessons, it says, who was the original man? And the response is, the original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the creator of the planet Earth, father, civilization, God of the universe, right? In the lesson, it also asks, who was the colored man? And the answer is, the colored man is the Caucasian white man, or Yaku's grafted devil, the skunk of the planet Earth. Now, this may be a little new to a lot of you guys, right? So i say it again. Who is the colored man? The colored man is the Caucasian white man. That's going to be a little new. Because in this territory that we call the United States, we're used to colored being black people, Latinos, Chicanos, Mexicans, Hispanics, etc. Some of those people is all the same. The name just changed. But you see where I'm going. So now you may have two questions. Why did the messenger one call the Caucasian man, the colored man? And two... What does the Asiatic black man mean? I thought we all was from Africa, right? So let's take a look and see. 
According to the messenger, everything across the Atlantic is Asia. Everything. The place that you call Africa today is Asia. The place that you call China today is Asia. The place that you call the Middle East today is Asia. The only difference is that term Africa, according to the messenger, was placed on the original people to make you think that you're different than everybody else. But you're Asianic. So when you hear the term the Asiatic black man, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're just from India or you're from Arabia or that means you're from China. That means you are from Africa and you could be from China and Asia and India. That doesn't exclude you because you're the original man. You migrated a lot of our people, which we call Africa today. Now, question number two. Why is the white man called the colored man? If everybody's on the east, right? And this is just my perspective, my interpretation, right? I don't, you know, I, I'm not, this is mine, right? So again, everybody on the east is the original family, the original people. And the messenger also taught the original people came in four shades. A shade of black, a shade of brown, a shade of yellow, and a shade of red. These are all original peoples, right? Being that we are original peoples, those shades are really just different shades of brown. So they're just brown people, and then there's not brown people, which would be the so-called white man. Now, if everybody on the planet, 85% of us are all brown people, we're just brown people now. We're just the original family. The so-called white man, he would be colored at this point because that's something different than the rest of us. See, he's not like us. He's just different. That would make him not that won't make us the colored man. That'd make him the colored man. So in conversation, like even myself, if I'm talking to some brothers, they some lost founds, right? I say, yeah, there were three or four colored guys out there. But if I'm talking to the lost founds, they know I'm talking about the so-called white man. But if I'm just talking in regular conversation and I'm making some content for the podcast and things of that nature, I won't say colored. I use colored to refer to other brown people, including myself. Right. But I want to make this make sense. Now, the original people was able to produce another people. And these people are Albus people. Right. A-L-B-U-S. Albus people. It's in our genes, it's in our genetics. And in the producing of these Albus people, which is the weaker gene, right? That gene is recessive. Let me show you a photo of what I'm talking about. This is a photo of what we call Albus people, but today we say albino. If you ever seen albino people, they're gorgeous people, beautiful people. Very bright, very energetic. I mean, um, in my relationship, they've always been great, upbeat people. But we got to take it back to the ancient world. We can't look at today because we have an understanding. In the ancient world, not so much. So the messenger also says that the so-called white man was made by wicked scientists who played with the genetic structure. And I'm just giving you the quick version on the island of Patmos. Right now, 
How I received that is they wasn't made on a literal island called Patmos. The way I received that information is when somebody says a people was made on an island, that means on isolation. They was created due to isolation. People kind of like blowing them off, brushing them off. Now, this is in the ancient world. Unfortunately, today in West Asia, which we call Africa, they still can fall underneath some harm and danger today. Okay. So let's just bring it back though. While these people are rapidly popping up, they're created out of isolation, meaning people from the tribes would banish them. They would push them out of the so-called Holy Lands. And the Holy Lands would be Arabia, India, Turkey, Africa, specifically Mecca, though, right, as the holy city. But all the lands with the original people on it is a holy land, right? And all holy land and original people can produce Albus people. So if you look at the photo in front of us, going clockwise, right? Going to the top left, to the top right, to the bottom right, to the bottom left. The first brother, top left, is the African albino. Then you got top right is the Indian albino. Bottom right is also a Indian albino. And then bottom left is a Turkish albino. See, these are all original people and they're producing Albus people. And these Albus people, according to the messenger, was created on the island, which is isolation. And once they were banished from the Holy Land, they went to the Caucasus Mountains and then went further west, which would put them in all of Europe. Now, this is the history, right? This is the history. It's going to be a little pseudo, but it's okay. We're going somewhere. We're going to all make it make sense. <laughs> Just give me some time, right? Okay, so now. Before they get to Europe, while they yet being produced and they're around the tribes, they receive discrimination first. They receive racism first. They receive the lack of first, right? So in order to gain anything, and I'm talking about the Albus people, from the original people, they had to use a system of technology. They had to do things like divide and conquer. They had to plant different seeds to pit two original people against each other so they can now eat just to live. Because they receive discrimination first, right? Now, because they become mischief makers in the land, in the tribe, they're banished to Europe. Okay. So while in Europe, these Albus people had to create a new identity for themselves. And when I say new identity, that means the knowledge that they came to Europe with, it was no good. Because they were no longer in the original lands of West Asia, which we call Africa, or Central Asia, what we call the Middle East, or Asia Minor, which we call Syria and Turkey, or India, or Saudi Arabia. Any of these lands that's very fertile, where the sun kind of beams and rocks all year, where you can grow vegetation all year round. They had to now take on a new identity to be able to learn how to kill for their food. They had to kill wild beasts, so they had to keep a skill set of hunting, right? They had to become great fishers. And also because there was a lack 
of produce coming out of Europe, they had to become great tradesmen. They had to be able to navigate and go different places and make trade. This is the activity that kept them afloat. In Europe, they were living a savage life, beast life. They was in the caves. They was addicted to caves. In fact, even today, they're still considered cavemen, which means that they have a love and affection for always being in stone structures. So you look at everywhere the European have gone, the first thing he does is he creates homes, he creates schools, he creates hospitals. Everything is built off a stone structure because he had to acquire this mentality in Europe because he came out of a cave and the stone was there to protect him. Right? Just this is the history that we're getting. Now, the messenger also says that Moses went to the caveman, went to the European to civilize him. He was partly successful, but he was not able to do so. Now, I take that to mean that when the messengers say Moses went to Europe to civilize them, I take that to mean that Jews or lawgivers went, not the actual man, Musa went, lawgivers went. And when the lawgivers went, they had these scriptures with them to try to reform the people, to try to, and I'm talking about the Albus people, the European, the cavemen, to try to bring him back to another form of civilization, to bring him to righteousness. Now, here's how everything is going to come full circle. Many of them receive this information from the Jewish lawgivers because the purpose of law is to elevate a society. That's the only reason that you take law. In the Holy Scriptures of the Jews, though, there's a story. And in the story of Noah, there are three sons. There are Ham, Shem, and Yepheth, right? In the story of Ham, Shem, and Yepheth, Ham was a father of Africa. He went there to start his family and to start his line. Shem was a father of Central Asia Asia Minor and the Asian world all going all the way back east to China, right? He was the father of those people. But Yefef or Jefef, he was the father of Europe. Now, the messenger gives us one history of these people. They was the Albus people. They were created out of isolation. They had to use technology to maintain a way of life. They became great hunters, right? Um, they became great fishermen. They became great tradesmen because they was banished to a place called Europe away from the original tribes of the planet. Now that they received this information from the Jews, they did a switcheroo and took on a new history now. So that history of them being in the caves, they no longer embrace. That history of them being banished, they no longer embrace. Now they embrace the history that they are the son of Yefef. He's the father of Europe. They still have these other attributes. They're still hunters. They're still killers. They still use technology. They're still great fishermen. They still love to live in the cave or AKA stone structures. They're still traders, meaning they're able to go across the world and trade with people. They still have those attributes, but now their history have changed. They embrace that they are the children of JFF. So now as traders and later becoming navigators, how does that affect people around the world 
I'll show you how. It's time for upgrade. These Europeans have took on a new identity, right? So they have technology. They're able to hunt and kill. They're able to do trade. They're able to do fishing. And now they upgraded their standard during the Renaissance in becoming navigators. And they're moving around the world. They're moving around the globe. They're visiting people. They're coming in contact with people. But now they don't have the identity that the messenger knew that they once had. They have a different identity. They have a scriptural or biblical identity now. They're the children of JFF. So when they come to the Americas, right? And in front of us, we have a photo from Mesoamerican, the Mayans on the walls. We can clearly see that they're black people that was already there on the walls. We can see them. But that's not enough. Because, see, this European man, this so-called white man now, he has a biblical history. This changes his viewpoint of how he sees everybody in America, how he sees everybody in China, how he sees everybody in West Asia, a.k.a. Africa. And he puts everybody in the box based on his holy book. He's been reformed. The Jews brought him the lessons. The Jews brought him the scriptures. He's the son of Japheth. So when he see the original people that's dark skinned with the kinky hair and the big nose and the big lips, they're Africans. Why are they Africans? Because they are the son of Ham. That's why. See, that's the connection with this term Africa. When the so-called white man and the Europeans say African, he means you're the son of Ham. You're not from there. You're from Africa. Because that's what he was taught by the Jews in the scriptures. This is why many of our people, it's hard to believe that in this place we call America, and when I mean this place, I'm not talking about the territory of the United States. I'm talking about Central America, South America, and the islands that black people was already here because we are underneath the school system and our school master is the so-called white man. So being that he's in charge and he's running the show, according to his documents, everybody has to fit based on how he's seen it in his Bible. And how he's seen it in his Bible, there was always three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Ham went to Africa. Japheth went to Europe. Shem went to Asia. Stop. So any other parts of the planet, they can't be original people. They had to migrate there. That's the point I'm trying to make. Nobody is originally here. They had to leave from somewhere to come to the Americas. So these Indians what they call the Mongolian style Indians, they're not really from the United States, the territory. They they somehow walked over, over the Bering Strait. You know, nobody's walking over anymore. But I guess, you know, three or 4,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or whatever they say, somebody walked across the Bering Strait and they came all the way down south because he had to make up these theories to match up his biblical understanding, if that makes sense. So yes, were there black aboriginals that live in this territory? Of course they were. It's on the walls of Mayan. We're just looking at one photo. And we're being told by racist Mongolian Indians that, see, that's body paint. 
they wasn't really black people. This this is what they put on their bodies. This is body paint. But it's okay because we got the same schoolmaster. I get it. Right? But the walls speak for themselves. Body paint? Do you think that many of us with understanding can go look at the walls in Greece? <laughs> and we look at one of the photos and everybody's painting white. Right? We look at all the photos that they got, all the Michelangelo photos, and say, you know what? The Greeks, they wasn't really white people. The English are not white people. The French are not so-called white people. The Germans are not white people. When you see that art, see, it's not really them. They painted themselves white. They really was black, but they put on white body paint. So that's how they seen themselves. Nobody would go for that. In the same token... The schoolmasters on this side of the Atlantic, they want us to go for that. They want us to look at photos. We can clearly see that these guys look like our uncles. And they say, no, that's not you. That's really the guy with the long, straight black hair, high cheekbones. He just painted himself like that. <laughs> he got bored. And his imagination ran wild. And he painted himself like that. Okay, so cool. Even if he looked it one way, right? And he painted something different. How did he, who gave him the, he's drawing. He's looking at some image to paint that image. He's just not making it up in his head. You have to look at an image to paint it. This is the ancient world. Ain't nobody just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand our creativity runs wild when it comes to deities. That's a real thing, right? But when we're talking about people painting themselves, you can't tell me the, the guy with the straight hair, high cheekbones. and No, this is not him. Where me and the Aboriginal community differ at is this whole thing of everybody in a territory from the United States was already here. No. Real slave ships came. That's a real thing. This is where we differ. But I will say this. There's a group of people that when these so-called white men from Europe, these explorers from Spanish and Portugal and England, when they came over the Atlantic, they went down to the islands Every single island that they went on, black people was there. They gave them a name. They called them the Garifuni people, right? If you ever look up the Garifuni people, every time you do the history on them, the story changes. All the explorers said that they came from Africa. They can't figure out why, and they can't figure out how. But you got to go back to their foundation. These are people that now see themselves as the children of Yefef. So everybody was originally on the other side of the Atlantic. If you're on the west side of the, of the Atlantic, you are somehow placed here by some movement or some breaking of the land. Some uh, I forgot what they call that when they uh, when they say that all the lands was together, then they broke up Pangea, I believe. That's they give different reasoning and excuses to see other people of color all around the world. Because their foundation is three sons, if this makes sense. So when they seen the Garifunis, the story always changes about these people. First, they was here in the 1700s. Then it went to the 1600s. Then they made up a story about, well, it was a ship that crashed and they got free and they jumped from one island to another. Now, listen, these islands are hundreds of miles apart from each other. They jumped from one island to another island to another island, then they 
the British put them all together and then they took them to Honduras. Like all these stories, it just doesn't make sense. But when you see the Garifuni people, they look just like me and you. Different shades of brown. On this platform, I always say that black people was already here in Central America, South America, and the islands. Not the territory that we call the United States, with the exception of Florida and Southern California, right? The reason why I say that is because I've been desperately trying to get this gentleman on the podcast. He's Garifuni. I want him to explain his story himself, right? Because I don't really care for telling people stories, other ethnic group stories. I want them to tell their own story because he have a coastal story about his people. They always lived on the islands and he lived on the coast. And in their story, their tradition, when they would get bored in the islands, they would travel to Florida and settle there. Now, if you look at the older maps of Florida, damn near everything in the southeast of the territory we call the United States is Florida. But I know that. I'm familiar with that. So much so that there's a warrior named Tuscaloosa. And I'm almost certain that he was a member of the Garifuni people because that was their tradition for them to travel to that area from the islands when they were bored. They would go to the land. It's in their tradition. I, I want a guy to tell his own story. I don't want to tell the story. But if you listen to what the Europeans say, though, and you're looking up the Garifuni people, the story just continues to change all the time. And we can look at them and they look like us. But the difference is they have their own language. We got to make this make sense. How can you have your own language and be former slaves that was on a slave ship that crashed and you ran and got free and somehow you mixed with some other yellow Indians and you had um, y'all went off and created a new family, a new tribe, but you're still black today. You still got dark brown skin and you got a whole new language. The thing about language is you can always trace it back to where it come from. So if these guys are from West Africa, well, some of these words that they're using, it should be found in some Igbo language, some Ashanti language, some uh, some people from Benin, Togo, Nigeria, Ghana, Liberia, Sierra Leone, whatever, anywhere on that West Coast, Angola. We should be able to track that language back somewhere. We just can't trace their language back. They're the only people on the planet speaking their language. Those words is not like, um, it's not like, let's say as an example, like Spanish. If I was talking, I said, hasta luego, meaning see you later. You can trace that back and say, okay, that came from Spain. They got that language, from, but they have a totally separate language. With no beginning. There's reports that they go back early as 1200. 1200 AD in the Americas. And then they keep going further back and then further back. But that European, when he gets your history, he can switch it up if you're not careful. Right? Something to consider. So, you know, this is why it's important to note that, you know, someone like myself, this is why I identify as a black American. I always say we're mixed people. 
<laughs> I'll tell you one thing before I go because I'm finna close out. You know, the so-called white man in Virginia, right? British colonial Virginia. He used to be slick. He used to call our people the Wind Tribe. W-I-N Tribe. You know what the Wind Tribe means? It's just an acronym. He looked at our people as white, Indian, and Negro all mixed together, which equal the Wind Tribe. So that's our people we mixed up. We mixed up with the natives that was already here because when that slave trade kicked off, there were Garifuni people that came from the Central America, South America, and the islands, and they was pushed to Texas and Galveston, New Orleans and Louisiana, Mobile in Alabama, Pensacola in Florida. And then from there, they migrated up. And we got a lot of mixing going on because we got Africans on the place. We got Indians, which is the Mongolian style Indians on this place. And then you got the English here. And then you got the Spanish here. You got the French here. And everybody's mixed up. And now we're just all Americans. When you see a black American man say that he's Aboriginal. We can't just right off the back shoot the brother down or shoot the sister down because depending on where they're from. It's a lot of truth to it. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real black heart to the form, man. Big VJ, I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.